Hey, welcome back, Outcomes Rocket listeners and viewers. Glad you have tuned in again. Today, I have the privilege of having two guests. One, he's a repeat offender here on the podcast. (laughs) A good friend of mine, Paul Grand. He's the founder and CEO of MedTech Innovator. They're the premier nonprofit accelerator in the MedTech industry that really seeks to improve the lives of patients by advancing companies poised to transform the healthcare system. And also on the podcast, we have Annalisa Somera. She's the CEO of Rayos, who was actually the winner of MedTech Challenge. And we're going to dive into how that happened and what that means. But Ms. Somera brings over 20 years experience working with startups in different capacities, including biomedical research, venture capital, technology transfer operations, and more. And in her interest is in leading startups. It really stems from OrthoAcell Technologies, a medical device company she co-founded in 2005. Obviously, she is passionate about making healthcare better. Hydrocephalus is what she's tackling with Rayos, and you'll learn a little bit more about what they're doing at that company through Annalisa. So I want to just uh, start off by thanking both of you for uh, being with us today. Thank you for having us, Saul. Uh, it's great to be back on the Outcomes Rocket and to get to spend some time with you. As always. So let's chat, guys. It was a long run. We were together in February. In fact, Paul, Annalisa, like we were in the same room. We recorded some interviews. It was fun. The energy was high. And here we are in October. And, you know, it's eight months later. The contest is over. Why don't you give us a summary of what happened, Paul, and some highlights, and then we could lead into Annalisa and and some of her insights. Sure. Yeah, thanks, Saul. I mean, it's hard to believe that was eight months ago. Uh, In some ways, it seems like two months ago. In some ways, it seems like three years ago, Uh, (laughs) especially with all the events of the pandemic and everything that's been happening since then. We were fortunate to be there in Chicago in person right before things got bad with COVID and uh, we had to go fully virtual on the rest of that road tour. So uh, yeah, what's happened in between, we went through a process of evaluating over a thousand companies, meeting with a couple hundred of them in person. We then moved on to an incredibly fruitful, but you know, challenging in many ways program where we do what we do every year. You know, We find all these incredible companies, we partner them up with some of the leading strategics and providers and other people in our industry as mentors and advisors. And uh, we run this program that we typically do. We've been doing now for six years as a virtual accelerator, but we depend on a lot of big in-person events as well. So that one in February is one of the last ones that we got to do this year in person. And we had to do everything else virtually, but it went incredibly well. Um, You know, we selected 50 companies in our main program who were part of the primary cohort. And then we had another 12 companies on top of that that were just part of a pediatric track for 15 companies in total that were part of the pediatric program. And we had another 20 companies in Asia Pacific. So uh, we've been running a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of programs, and it's Busy. been literally nonstop since I saw you in February. Uh, we haven't taken a break. There's been no vacations. There's been no rest. I haven't been reorganized. Do you finally get a vacation though? I mean, it's over, right? Or well, technically, it's <laughs> not quite over. No. <laughs> it's, not, it's not over. No, I uh, oh. this weekend was the first weekend I actually kind of rested a little bit. Yeah. But we're still running that Asia Pacific program that runs for another month until its finals. 
And we still have a value competition coming up, a value award during the MedTech Strategist Conference in um, November. So we got a lot more to do still, and we're opening up applications for MedTech Innovator. But I guess the last thing I'll say, and then, um, and then we can dig into some more details, is just that we managed to pull it all off. We That's selected awesome. incredible companies who just blew us away this year, not only as they always do with their technology and their teams and their passion and the way in which they're solving things, but being able to do that during a pandemic was That's kind of mind boggling at how well these companies are executing. You know, no one is like hanging up their shingle and saying, well, I'm going to go, uh, you know, go do, you know, start a farm or something during the pandemic. Everybody is just executing and finding creative ways to do that. And some have been accelerated as a result. So it's been tremendous. We're thrilled. I wish I could say it was time for vacation, but I'll get one eventually. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I mean, to work through the pandemic and in February, I mean, none of this pandemic was even in sight. I mean, at least for me, I was like, we were running, we were having a great time over there. We're shaking hands and hugging. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't until, right. It was only a couple of weeks later that everybody started kind of like looking, you know, getting a little wider at what we're starting to hear and starting to look at each other and going, can we keep doing this stuff, you know, in person? I remember the very beginning of March, we had another event at uh, UCLA and, yeah. uh, and people were at that event, were kind of looking around going like, is this, this is totally safe. Right. One of our partners yeah. didn't come to that event because they said that their corporate headquarters had, had stopped travel. Mm. And we thought that was really strange. We're like, you, what, you can't fly from San Jose to LA. This is crazy. But, yeah. you know, a week later, like everybody was doing it. And so the yeah. big one was when HIMS canceled. Yeah, that was, that was like, oh, wow. That was the first. This is, this big, is real. Yeah, that was the first yeah. big one. And then, and then as soon as you start hearing about like super spreading events, you know, and that stuff, you know, it became very, very clear that that was the right thing to do for everybody. So we were completely virtual by uh, second week of March. Wow. That's awesome, man. Kudos to you and your team, Paul. And so Annalisa, talk to us, right? I mean, because you were a participant through all of this as well, you know, talk to us about the experience. And obviously, if you're listening to this or watching this and you have a med tech company, you're going to want to know from one of the participants how it went and specifically from the winner of the, of the contest. So, Annalisa, talk to us about your experience and, you know, just the insights that you gained and experience or any benefits that you got out of the program thus far. Yeah, thanks, so. Saul. I mean, it was definitely a whirlwind over the past eight, 10 months. I kind of lost track of time and it was just, you know, so intense, but I, I think I want to back up and say that, you know, even though I, uh, this is my first year participating in the program, I've actually been a fan of the program for a long time. So the very beginning kind of, you know, being uh, like on the sidelines, cheering on my other friends that, you know, uh, made it through the various stages and just thinking back then like, wow, this is such a great program, you know, maybe one day dot, dot, dot. And then in 2019, when I took on the, the CEO role of Reos, uh, I said, okay, I think this is the this year. Is now, yeah. now that, you know, it's, it's the right technology that comes out of one of the biggest labs in the world, you know, the, the right team, the right time. It's like, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to go all in. Um, and, you know, so glad I put in that, you know, application. And I'm so glad there was a stop in Chicago, my yeah. hometown, uh, born and raised in a, a North Side, very proud. And uh, 
so glad, you know, we had a chance to pitch in person uh, before things got crazy. And I remember chatting with you, Saul, and, and doing, I think it was my first interview. Um, was and I wasn't sure where to look. I'm like, do I look at you? Do I look at the camera? I didn't know where to look. So <laughs> it was kind of nice that, you know, do, it's, it's almost like full circle now, right? That, yeah. that I chatted with you back in February and chatting with you now. So, yeah. you know, it, it's great. But I will say that the program, I mean, it's just like exceeded my expectations. I really wanted to go into it just to learn things from others. And, you know, even though I've been working with early stage companies for a really long time, you know, I'm by no means an expert in, you know, a particular field. So, uh, you know, I do have some knowledge gaps and, you know, I kind of went into that, you know, knowing and I said, I wanted, you know, I want to learn from some of the best advisors, some of the best partners and, you know, they're at MedTech Innovator. So, learning from them, you know, through the various disciplines of, you know, reimbursement, getting tips there, getting tips on regulatory, especially the regulatory side, you know, Reyes is fortunate earlier this year to get a breakthrough designation. And uh, we celebrated, but we didn't really know what it really meant. And, uh, you know, we learned more about it, you know, especially through, you know, some of the folks in the program, and it, you know, continues to be uh, the gift that keeps on giving, you know, MedTech innovators. So, Throughout the program, we reached out to, you know, the advisors, you know, got some good tips, some good intel where we said, gosh, that's a really great idea, writing it down. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, just start the whole thing. It, it was just such a great experience. And not to mention the community, the other companies that were in the program are so good. I mean, really good. You know, I got to, you know, make friends with several of them. We're still in communication and, and nice. it's great. And I, I think one word that kind of just floats around, at least we, that floated around through Slack is the word family. And I think that's just kind of how we feel about each other. We're not competitors. You know, we all at a high level want the same thing. And that's really to improve patient care. So there's a camaraderie around that. So I think just a combination of, you know, great advisors, great programming, great community just made for such a positive experience for Reyes. That's so great, Annalisa. And, you know, I think about the experience of an entrepreneur and, you know, a medtech entrepreneur at that, it could be lonely, you know, like, oh, yeah, do you connect with and like, right. nobody gets it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's like, I, you know, I tell my family about things and they're just like, yeah, yeah. I know they don't, you know, fully like, get it. And it's just like, stuff. I have to, I know, I, I, you know, we do doctors <laughs> things and they're like, oh, well, can we, we can, are, is, are your products for sale yet? I'm like, no, we're, you know, pre-market. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, it takes a long yeah. time to get to the market. So it's, you're right. Um, it does kind of feel like you're on an island sometimes, but you know, it was nice to connect with others through the yeah, program awesome. that are going through the same thing so that you're not alone on the island. Totally. And you know, I think about uh, probably a bad analogy, but it came to mind like it's American Idol, right? Yeah. Yeah. American Idol. And yeah. like you have even people that don't make it to the end that get oh, um, yeah. signed. Even though the companies didn't make it, right, Paul? I mean, you could probably attest to this. They probably get some attention from some of the players there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we like to say the program is the prize. And, you know, the prize is like the icing on the cake, but it's by no means the only benefit is winning, you know, the prize. The prize is great. So Annalisa won $350,000 you know, nice as first place winner this year. There was a total of $500,000 in cash prizes. So a number of other companies got $25,000 awards as well. One nice. $27,000 award. So, you know, and we had companies that kind of covered the gamut. So anyone who made it to the finals received a $25,000 prize. Awesome. And that's not a participation award. That's not like the soccer trophy that everybody gets yeah. on the team. That is 
making it to the top five out of 1,060 companies that we have this year. And there are companies in, you know, there's a company called Leaf Therapeutics that's got a really great technology for diagnosing and treating mental health conditions. You know, it's a wearable, another wearable technology. That company was fantastic, is fantastic. Moray Medical has this really disruptive hydraulic catheter system for delivering clips for mitral valve procedures that could be used for all sorts of cardiovascular procedures. That's taking, you know, something that's in the hands of hundreds of surgeons today and giving it to potentially like 10,000 surgeons. And then we have, uh, you know, and more companies. I want to go into all the detail on all the companies, but I don't want to like use up all the time in this. But, you know, if you don't mind, I'm just going to quick, is it okay if I quickly like go through the other companies? Circadia Health. Circadia Health has got this really cool technology, which was originally designed for sleep monitoring. It's a non-invasive like little radar dish you stick on your bedside or on a wall and non-invasively can measure respiration. So now it's a regulated FDA approved product that's being used for not just studies, it's being purchased right now at at hospitals and, and skilled nursing facilities to measure patients for you know, monitor patients who are either COVID positive or at risk and you want to see their respiratory rate because that's a proxy for that you know oxygen dropping that we all know about. So that technology is being adopted and we've got a great business model. You know, that one's doing incredibly well. Selby Therapeutics, I mean Selby um, has this amazing technology for delivering mitochondrial transplant technology that basically is addressing reperfusion injury. So we all think about stroke and heart attack and all these things as being a killer, but it's really the mitochondria are dying and they found a way to transplant mitochondria and eliminate the impact from these diseases. So, you know, I mean, just unbelievable game-changing companies. So the point is all of them were amazing. Rayos was the best of the best. And, you know, and that's the thing that's so exciting about all this is that all these companies are, you know, I put them all kind of in the category of the best of the best, but Rayos, you know, was ultimately crowned by the audience, the winner. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned American Idol. That was the original inspiration for us. Oh, was uh, it really? Yeah. Nice, yeah nice. Right. I mean, Annalisa, you know, I mean, Annalisa was there for MedTech Idol the first year we did it. We called it MedTech Idol. Oh, did you really? That's, yeah. cool. that's uh, cool. But, but anyways, the, you know, that was, that's always been the inspiration that the audience chooses the winner. And by the audience, I don't mean we open it up to the entire internet and they all get to vote because that wouldn't be fair. Right. Um, to select what we do is we limit it to the industry. So this year, it was the attendees of the MedTech conference, which is AdMed's annual meeting, a couple thousand people. I think it was 3,800 people or something. And then, and then plus our judges and reviewers and investors that are part of our ecosystem. So we had about 5,000 people who were eligible to vote. And they're the ones who voted for Annalisa and for the other That's companies. Awesome. We actually had a three-way tie. This has never happened in history, Saul. We had a three-way tie for second place. Whoa, which is, that's crazy. Which is mind-boggling, right? Wow. Uh, that these companies were so close in terms of what they offered, but Rayos was a clear winner. So That's uh, awesome. So it was a well-deserved victory for Annalisa. Well, congratulations, Annalisa. And hey, Paul, I mean, my analogy wasn't off. I was like on point with my American Idol analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is probably a bad yeah. one, but hey, you're that's super, cool. And you're super perceptive as always. <laughs> that's awesome. So let's take a, a minute to educate all of our listeners and viewers on Rayos. So Annalisa, why don't you give us the, the high-level overview of what you guys do, what problem you're solving for, and uh, give us a call to action. So uh, Rayos is a medical device uh, startup that spun out of Northwestern University, out of one of the biggest labs in the world, the Rogers Lab. 
And what we're doing is we're developing a wearable platform sensor, and uh, we're initially targeting a condition called hydrocephalus. Now, hydrocephalus is a condition that, a neurological condition that affects over 1 million Americans today, and that includes 300,000 babies. And it's characterized by excess fluid on the brain. And these, these patients, uh, there's no cure for it and there's no way to prevent it. But the standard treatment right now is a placement of something called a shunt, which is essentially tubing that drains the brain of that excess fluid. Now, you know, these uh, shunts really haven't changed much over the past 50 to 60 years. They fail. It's, it's terrible. Patients are in and out of the hospital. And in terms of diagnosis, patients exhibit nonspecific symptoms. So something like a headache or just feeling nauseous can necessitate trips to the ER. So it's not uncommon for, uh, you know, kids especially to be in the ER, uh, you know, multiple times a year. Um, and if there is a shunt failure, um, a new shunt needs to be, you know, uh, put in. So that's another neurosurgery. So kids and adults can have uh, multiple shunt revisions. And in terms of, uh, you know, diagnosis, it's like traditionally it's, it's imaging. So CT, MRI, that sort of thing. And that really just takes a, you know, a picture of, of the brain, but there's no real information about the flow. So there's no information about like, you know, what's going on with the, with the CSF fluid flowing through uh, that shunt. And that's uh, where we come in at Rayos. So we're developing a non-invasive wearable skin sensor mm -hmm. that uh, goes on the neck and the kind of the clavicular region um, to pretty much in a binary sense, uh, uh, let clinicians know whether there's flow or no flow within the shunt. So it kind of looks like a bumpy band-aid on the outside, but on the inside are sophisticated electronics that have taken you know, the, the Northwestern group and re Reyes researchers, you know, years to perfect. And, uh, you know, in a binary sense, we can tell if there's flow or no flow, as well as the rate of flow. And our device can be used in the hospital. And we're looking to launch that in Q4 of 2021. So, you know, that can be used both in inpatient and outpatient settings. Uh, but we're not stopping at the hospital. We realize that this type of continuous monitoring should extend to the home. So we're developing uh, our sensor for home use so that patients can have, you know, peace of mind. Perhaps it can keep them from, you know, going to the ER as often or, you know, get them to the ER uh, even faster. So, you know, that's kind of in a nutshell, you know, what we're doing at Reyes. I love it. And, you know, you mentioned home care and with COVID, you know, the delivery of care is happening at home, you know, yeah. and the front door has changed. It's our front door. And very exactly. cool to, to hear you incorporate some of that into, into the, uh, you know, the strategy. Um, love it. And so, you know, the one question that, that came, well, two questions, where does the shunt usually go? And then one of them, the other question is on the device itself, battery life, and how does that work? Yeah, yeah. So um, the shunts that are, you know, invasively, uh, you know, put into the patients, uh, you know, during neurosurgery, the proximal end actually starts in the ventricles. So I talked earlier okay. about the brain making too much of the fluid so that the ventricles are the regions of the brain that make that CSF. And, you know, everyone listening, everyone watching has CSF, but for about a million Americans, they just have too much of it. So, you know, it starts, uh, you know, in the ventricles and it makes its way down the neck. Um, okay. And then down into the belly where it drains. So that's why, you know, uh, I mentioned earlier, our sensor kind of goes in the neck region because that's where the shunt is most prominent. You can often see it with the naked eye. Um, you can definitely feel it. So, you know, our skin sensor, go, you know, goes, goes on top of that. Got it. So it goes over the shunt. That's right. That's right. Overlying the shunt. Exactly. 
And just a quick question, because I'm really curious sure. about this. So no does problem. the shunt actually go underneath the bone of the spine or does it go over it? Actually, it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't go, it doesn't, you know, touch the spine. It goes, uh, you know, kind oh. of like, uh, you, you drill a hole uh, and it okay. really depends on, uh, you know, uh, you can have your shunt placed in different regions of the brain. Sure. It really depends on where, you know, the, the fluid is made. So there's actually, it's a hole and okay. know, it, makes its, it makes its way down, down the neck. And is it inside of the skin? Yes, inside okay, the it. skin. Okay, yeah, so it goes through and down the skin. Yeah, And then it's your device invasive. goes right on top of it. That's right, exactly, on the skin. So we, we don't touch the shunts, direct contact, we're more indirect contact. Sure, 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 and battery. And Battery. I was about to answer that one. So the, as far as our hospital device um, yeah. that can be used both in inpatient and outpatient settings, um, that's a disposable device. So okay. the battery life on that is about an hour and a half, okay. which is more than enough time to provide spot check because you only really need the device for five minutes because within that time yeah. you can you know, get the reading. But as far as the home device, that's reusable, rechargeable, and, you know, we're still working on how long the patient sure. would, you know, have that on. And we're, we're talking to, you know, some of the top neurosurgeons across the country, as well as patients. Uh, we're really well connected to some of the hydrocephalus patient advocacy groups. So we're, we're getting input on, on that one. And we realize that's going to be a great device for the community. So we're spending a little bit more time on that one. Got it. Very cool. And I know it's, you know, probably another year before you go to market, but just curiosity and something to put the hook in for, for the listeners so that you better understand and can explore this technology. We're going to leave the links to Rayos inside of the show notes. Annalisa, what calls to action would you leave the audience with today? Sure. Actually, two. The first one is that you know, we are raising a seed round. And I think you know, the MedTech Innovator win is huge because yeah. um, you know, every dollar goes such a long way um, you know, medical device world, especially for devices that have an impact on the pediatric population. I mean, we have to climb Mount Everest all the time. So yeah. you know, we are raising you know, a seed round, uh, $1.5 million. And that'll get us not only through FDA, but through initial market launch, and that'll take us to Q4 of, of 2021. So that's, uh, you know, the, the first call to action. And the second call to action is that, you know, we are uh, launching our, our clinical trial uh, next year at a couple of different trial sites. You know, we'll be posting that on our website, um, some sites in, in Chicago, some sites in Houston, some in California, maybe other states, but, you know, would love to have patients that are affected by this condition, you know, check us out. Love it. And the best way for them to connect with you on those things is the website or? Yeah, the, the website. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. All right, good. Well, Annalisa, thank you. And congratulations again. What a great accomplishment. Paul, you know, keep doing what you're doing, my man. This is awesome work. Any last thoughts from you for, for our audience? Well, first of all, you know, again, I want to congratulate Annalisa. Um, I mean, she just gave a tremendous pitch as well as representing an amazing company and a great opportunity, huge patient need. And with just a tremendous opportunity. So, you know, just a, a great story all around. But I would encourage people to go to MedTech Innovator's website. So it's medtechinnovator.org. I know you'll have the link in your show notes, but yep. medtechinnovator.org, right on our homepage, there's a banner where you can click a link to watch the finals. If you're in this business, if you're a startup, if you're an established company, watch the replay of the finals. We have it right there on that page. And watch Annalise's pitch. Like she just gave a perfect pitch. 
Um, nice. Everything about it in the story, like we coach people on, you know, how to give their pitches is one of the, you know, thousand things we do during our program. But, you know, she just embodied the exact kind of a pitch that you want to see. You know, it was just super impactful in, in how she told the story. What you'll see if you watch it is that you could just watch Annalisa and listen to her and not even look over at the slides. The slides are there next to her. But if you don't look at the slides, you would be fine. You could just look at her yeah. and listen to the story and you would get everything out of it that you need to, just like this interview. Even though there's no slides in this interview, the slides are there and it's nice to have them as a reference. But I'm saying just anyone who wants to see how to give a great pitch, go watch Annalisa. She did a great job. Our other finalists were awesome as well. And you'll see what I mean if you go watch those pitches. So I encourage you to do that. We had some other great companies in that competition. We had an execution award winner, Vina Vitals also, who was a tremendous company for cuffless blood pressure monitoring. So they won our execution prize. We also had Parker Isaac Instruments win a J-Labs award, another amazing instrumentation company that we can go into details on another interview. But anyways, the point, they got a great lab, um, a piece of pathology equipment that can basically maybe be a game changer in oncology. So anyways, the point is, they're great companies. You can learn a ton by just watching those videos. So sit back. I mean, this is like a gift that we, that these presentations are available and you can watch someone who's just artful at telling the story that, you know, that's what it's all about. Ultimately, if you want to succeed, I mean, your technology has to work. Of course, you have to have a medical need, et cetera. But MedTech Innovator is all about finding those opportunities, the ones that are checking those boxes. You know, they're good companies and making sure that, that they become great companies and that they succeed in reaching patients. And, you know, I think is what Annalisa has proven in, you know, winning this award that she has what it takes. And that's what makes us so excited, you know, is that now everybody gets to see that and not just, you know, a small room full of people maybe reading about it or hearing about it, like the whole, you know, the whole industry now knows about it. So if you're interested in innovation and med tech, go to our website. Our applications open this month for our 2021 cycle. So there's literally no rest, Saul, for the <laughs> here. So apply. It's medtechinnovator.org slash apply. We already and have when does that close, Paul? When does that, when does the application close? Applications will close at the end of January. And All I know right. that sounds like a long time and some people are like, oh, I got plenty of time to apply. I encourage people always apply early. And Alisa, did you apply early? How early did you apply? Do you remember? I applied sometime in the fall. Yeah, so it was definitely it was definitely probably still in, in the end of 2019. Oh, I, I suggest people apply early because our reviewers start looking at these things early and selecting companies to pitch. So apply early. That's my that's there my. There you go, folks. Apply early if you got a medtech uh, company. Certainly check out Medtech Innovator. Just the great work by you, Paul, and and the companies you bring together. And uh, appreciate you uh, spending time with us today. And Annalisa, congrats again. Uh, certainly looking so forward to your launch. Thank you. Me as well. I can't wait for that. That's going to be a great day for everyone.